Just think how hard it is for the government to keep anything secret. The, with all due, the government kind of sucks at keeping secrets, so they, they couldn't possibly keep this secret. I am willing to sign a sworn statement or testify that I will testify under oath. I'm willing to testify to the truth of all these matters that I've spoken about in front of Congress under oath. Thank you. Hey guys, I wanted to start this new series on alien phenomenon because I've always been intrigued by the topic and the theories that attempt to explain it. And although the evidence that surrounds the UFOs, abductions, government involvement, and cover-ups with beings from another world is all pretty much anecdotal, there's enough of it to suggest that at least something very strange is happening. So this series is my personal take on it. It's what I pay attention to when judging for myself what is likely true and what's not. And of course, this wouldn't be Theory Inc. if we didn't dive into speculation and fun theories as well. So there will be plenty of that, I assure you. I have a deep love for UFO culture, largely because it's one of the few things I've had somewhat direct experience with. I used to live in a small town near Phoenix, Arizona, and I saw the famous Phoenix Lights firsthand, as did so many other thousands of people. And it was under strange circumstances, too. You see, at the time I was a teenager and 100% addicted to Ultima Online, which was basically the first MMORPG well before World of Warcraft or even EverQuest. That's right, I played the OG of MMORPGs. Ultima Online. But one night, probably while battling some random goblin or something, I was drawn to go outside. Yes, drawn. Not like hypnotized, but just I felt like going outside for some reason. Which, being a nerdy teenager addicted to computer games, was pretty unlikely to happen. It wasn't until years later that I heard about other people feeling the same way in similar situations, even with the Phoenix Lights. So that's kind of weird. But I went outside and there it was the Phoenix Lights. So why should we take the alien conspiracy seriously? Well, that's what this series attempts to answer, and this first video is about the sheer number of credible eyewitness accounts that we just can't ignore anymore. And I don't mean your average citizen. No, I mean eyewitness accounts from credible people. Now, you should know I'm defining credible as someone who is seen in the public eye as a leader or specially qualified and meant to be trusted with the public's welfare. So we're talking politicians, military leaders, and scientists, men and women whose testimonies are very hard to ignore. There have been so many military leaders that seem, at least to me, very credible in their testimonies about the UFO phenomena. Stephen Greer, in his Disclosure Project, brought dozens of these men and women under an unofficial oath to share their testimonies even before the United States Congress. I'm sure any one of them could be criticized individually for one reason or another, but there are so many of them with verified backgrounds that the sheer number, in my opinion, speaks volumes to the authenticity of the UFO phenomena. But for this video, let's focus on one for now. Colonel Philip J. Corso. Corso is mostly known for having been involved in the backwards engineering of alien technology. That's right, he handled actual alien technology, which led to many modern tech to include 
particle beam devices, fiber optics, lasers, integrated circuit chips, and Kevlar material. Simply put, the colonel is someone to listen to. He's not just some shlomo that said he saw a UFO in his backyard in order to wow the guys at the bar. No, this guy worked on special projects in U.S. counterintelligence in the 1950s and claims he was assigned to a covert group that was granted extremely top-secret clearance to handle off-world technology. Corso claims that his first encounter with the alien UFO phenomenon was when he witnessed an extraterrestrial body recovered from the Roswell, New Mexico crash. It wasn't until years later that he was given assignment to reproduce or backwards engineers technology found at the same crash. The main purpose, he claims, of reverse engineering this technology was to give us humans some kind of a fighting chance, albeit a small one, in some small hope that the U.S. government could protect themselves if these visiting extraterrestrial beings decided to go to war with our planet. Holy shnikes. Chilling thought as it may be, I'm glad he did it because it surely is better to be safe than sorry. His book is titled The Day After Roswell and it's considered one of the keystone books in alien UFO culture. It paints the ETs as a potential threat with no good intentions to speak of. It only stands to reason that if there are aliens buzzing around our planet, that astronauts would have something to say about it, and it seems like maybe they really do. There are multiple astronauts that firmly believe in alien visitation. Most of them were convinced during their service as pilots in the Air Force even before joining NASA. There are multiple accounts of them seeing flying craft far too advanced to be our own from their own cockpits. Take a look. Then you have little hints such as the fireflies that John Glenn mentioned hovering around his capsule Friendship 7. Or how about Gordon Cooper from Mercury 7 explaining having seen UFOs in formation in 1951, or even the moon man himself, Buzz Aldrin, pointing a finger at Mars's moon, Phobos, and the seemingly intelligently made monolith. One astronaut in particular has been largely outspoken about the existence of visiting extraterrestrials, Edgar Mitchell. Mitchell was a Navy officer and NASA astronaut who, following his employment with NASA, became very outspoken about the existence of aliens and their visitation to our planet. As an astronaut, he was assigned to the support crew of Apollo 9, then in rotation for Apollo 13 and 14. It wasn't long after his career that he explored topics such as consciousness, paranormal, and of course, the extraterrestrial phenomenon. He claimed, based on his research, his connections, and personal experience as a youth, that he was 90% sure that many of the thousands of recorded UFO activities originated from another planet. He's gone on record to say, I happen to have been privileged enough to be in on the fact that we've been visited on this planet and the UFO phenomenon is real. He's described many connections in NASA, the U.S. government, as well as other foreign governments and the common trends that aliens are interested in us, but even more so in our nuclear capabilities. Mitchell also claims that he has first-hand knowledge that the government is indeed involved in a conspiracy to cover all of this up and hide it from the public. 
Now, how can we not listen to a man such as Edgar Mitchell, who's been trusted as an astronaut, held leadership positions in the military, clearly of high intellect, and received numerous awards and honors in his name? I personally find it difficult to write someone like that off as a loon or misinformed. Speaking of intelligence and rational thinking, what about scientists? What about a nuclear physicist? Stanton Friedman is looked at as one of the grandfathers of modern ufology. He is a retired nuclear physicist turned ufologist. Take note here, the man worked with nuclear reactors and left a successful career as a physicist to pursue the scientific investigation of UFOs. That right there says something to me at least. Friedman really got his start in ufology by being the first civilian to document the site of the Roswell UFO incident. He even went as far as to tell the committee of the U.S. House of Representatives that we are indeed being visited by intelligent beings from another world. The thing I love about Friedman is that he takes a very scientific approach, which is what you'd expect from a nuclear physicist. He is often the first to discredit or even debunk some of the more outlandish claims within the ufology community. In fact, he's kind of controversial, even within the community itself, for not buying into a lot of the government conspiracies, especially as it relates to the famous Majestic 12. Here's a man that takes the matter of aliens and UFOs seriously, and I believe the world should be giving him a lot more attention when he says we are indeed being visited by celestial beings from another solar system. Of course, there are so many more of these guys, official or unofficial government entities. This is not to mention the countless witnesses and abductees that have passed lie detector tests, have corroborating and physical evidence, and have nothing to gain and everything to lose to come forward with their testimonies. The point being, there aren't just a handful of these credible and believable witnesses. They are numerous. There are dozens of these guys and have witnessed UFOs up close, handled alien technology with their own hands, and even been face-to-face -face with extraterrestrials themselves. And it's like the population has gotten so used to these whistleblowers that we don't realize the weight of what these men and women are saying. Imagine if even half of these credible testimonies came out about some other conspiracy. Say 9-11, the Illuminati, hell, Bigfoot for Christmas sake. It would be world shattering. But for some reason, we've just gotten used to, or some would argue purposely desensitized to, the earth shattering idea that we are probably being visited by aliens. It just blows me away. Even if all of this is some part of a distraction or larger agenda, we have to agree that something is going on and i hope this series chases that theoretical bunny down the rabbit hole towards something that helps give some credence to the idea that we have neighbors and they are a knocking thanks again for watching another theory inc ponder please like and subscribe so you can see the next video in the series and we just had our first official podcast this week and i'd love if you guys would check that out it's with a good friend of mine and fellow ponderer and we talk about forbidden archaeology ooh parts or out of place artifacts and sex robots. Yeah, yeah, you heard me. Sex robots. <laughs> so I wanted to mention that if you follow Theory Inc. on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see daily updates that strike up the pondering mind. Thanks again, guys, and stay pondering.